Hello, loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we have a guest. Yay! <laughs> if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm Eric. I am, or N.A. Eric is my, I guess, League persona. Um, I am the host of the Trinity Force podcast. Uh, basically, we are the longest-running non-Riot-sponsored uh, League of Legends podcast and go over everything from patch notes to, uh, you know, other types of content, talking about all sorts of different stuff, um, providing insights on people, how to optimize their gameplay and stuff, but also some wacky, zany stuff. We host tournaments, that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm glad to be on. And uh, I'm super passionate about this character, so I'm glad I was able to come <laughs> on for this specific person that we're going to talk about. I didn't want to say the name to make it more no, ominous okay. <laughs> and make it more, you know, build the suspense. <laughs> Right, just in case you didn't listen to the last episode where we announced who or it would be, or look at the title, or know the or look at the title. Yeah, the title's just, just like eight question marks. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here, and thanks for yeah. joining us. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you haven't heard, we also joined the Trinity Force podcast for one of their episodes. We have that linked in our in our Discord and on our uh, Twitter page. So if you haven't heard that yet, you should hop on over and listen to that and other trinity force podcast because yes. they're great if you want to know how to actually play league of legends we can't help you but they can <laughs> yeah i caught y'all's episode reminiscing about like season two season three old league <gasps> and i really enjoyed that because that's where i live like that's what league of legends <laughs> is to me is season two you know oh yeah i think that, that was, was a lot of fun i think that was when i was talking with my cousin actually that was the last episode of 2021 that was that was a lot of fun yeah um but if if listeners if you wanted to catch your uh your hosts on the Trinity Force podcast. It was episode number 752. So there's a specific number if you want to listen. And that's also a good indicator when they say that they're the longest running <laughs> league podcast. Because <laughs> you release weekly, right? Yes, we do. So, yeah. I mean, do with that number what you will. <laughs> I'm not good at math. <laughs> but anyway, today we're talking about the Shadow Reaper Kane. He was released July 12th. 2017 our our newest boy for a while we've had a lot of old champions lately yeah this was their return to k <laughs> with new champions <laughs> they do really like k They're like hey we forgot our special sauce what was it again and someone on the champ team was like i think it i think it was k right a lot like, k yep yep, yeah. yep 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 that's it <laughs> i forgot it existed <laughs> You could tell the champions knew because I'll go to look up their voices because you know I always remember we're gonna do a, an impression, obviously. <laughs> so I'll go to look up voice lines and I'm scrolling for hours through their voice lines because there's so freaking many of them. Kane has so many voice lines. He really does. Yeah. There's a lot to him. Yeah. So who wants to kick off impressions? Well, I guess I, it's a question of the guest. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that the thing is we have four separate like VOs that we can pull from, right? Because we have normal Kane. <laughs> Normal Rost, Shadow Assassin, and then Full Dark in Rost, and they all have different lines and sound different. Well, then you pick your poison. Yeah, I like which that. one? Which one stirs your pot? You know. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to go first here? Um, no, we didn't decide. It's fine. No, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> I like that I'm, idea though. I mean, I did. I did actually watch uh, the Skin Spotlight videos from when he came out about all of the. Uh, the interactions and the voice lines, and some of them were super interesting. Some of them were kind of boring and repetitive, but 
Um, yeah. I don't think I can do impressions of any of them very well. But I will say that um, the banter between Kane and Rost when it's just in Kane form is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually, I was going to say, I was a little sad that we didn't get more of it in the the lore, really. Because that's... Yeah. yeah. Just reading and listening like, to no the... no post-Rost, like... But- shit really yeah well i mean we'll get to that in a second but really it was like it was all the boring parts of kane's life (laughs) was the lore i'm like can i get like the venom part like after he has this darkened blade and he's fighting for control over his brain like that's delightful very golem you know Mm. Mm -hmm. all right so take it away (laughs) who I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. okay. Thank you. So this is uh, when he places a ward. He says, for those who cannot see in the dark, which is real sassy. I, I just thought all of his ward shit's so funny. If he destroys a ward, he's like, I don't need this. And then when he puts wards, he's like, I don't need this. <laughs> like, okay, wow. Kane. Jesus. How cocky. Right? He knows his audience, man. <laughs> <laughs> Junglers. They don't fucking ward. No, they, no, they ward more than anyone players. else. <laughs> oh, that too. Hmm. All right. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, <clears throat> The true assassin kills one to save many. Such noble lies <laughs> save no one. It's so liberating. <laughs> They're fucking great. This is power. Disgusting. I love it. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is when Rost, when like Ross is taken over and he dies. So then he goes. So that's what dying feels like. Good thing I'm immortal. <laughs> Ross is so much fun. He is. Ross, the full like dark and Ross video. It could just be a champion. He's tons of fun. Yeah. I have like four quotes for him because I was like, I don't know which of these I want to say. They're all so fun. He's got one where he's just yeah. like the the Kool Aid guy and he goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> I really peaked the audio on that one. I see that. <laughs> Rost, easily top ten Darken. I mean, there's three Darken, John. And one of them's Aatrox. So, yeah, mm. he's going to be set. Is that how you say that, by the way, Rost? Yeah. Yes. For sure. Okay, thank you. Although I did notice in um, one video, I don't remember what it was. It might have been the, the champion spotlight or... No, no, no. It was one of the voice lines that I saw. And maybe it's been fixed since he was released. But... At one point, Kane says "rast," so there was like a oh. there was a mess up there. Mm, I bet. Yeah, I well, I hate that. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how that's pronounced. That's got the word "ass" in it. We sure. can't have that. That rast up. You know what I mean? That just sounds how like Rost's grandma would say to something. Hey, rast, come here real quick. <laughs> His Bostonian grandma. <laughs> hey, rast. <laughs> rast, get this out of the car. <laughs> Uh, shit. All right. Sorry, Boston. Pack that scimitar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing an impression of your mom now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You're rast? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Kane has a bio and two short stories linked on a News Universe page. Kind of. Because one of the short stories is from his AU, which has never been this linked on a Universe page before. First time on Lorehead's history that an <laughs> AU short story, and let me tell you... It's not short. Short story is a kindness, but first time that anything AU has been linked on the Universe. So, feel- big step. I feel like that's not true because I'm pretty sure oh, like the shit. Harmonies what? comic was linked for like a collie. I want to bet. 
I would bet mm, money that remember. a KDA stuff is linked on a college universe page. Mm, Maybe KDA bet. did get really popular. That's true. But this is certainly they, the first yeah. short story, I think. They like I will say they host they host all the comics on Universe. So I guess it makes sense to cross post those, but typically like the AU, even the AU stories like they they're not on Un- like if you try to look up high noon short stories on Universe, like you're in for a bad time. <laughs> so weird. This is like the only short story really. Mhm. I can think of. Did y'all read it? I didn't. I know John I, did. I did. I did not. I did. It was so long. I saw how long it was for one page, and then it was like one <laughs> of ten. I said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm a reader, but no. Like, if it were like actually Kane and Rust and about them, I would have taken a crack at it. Now, I will say, I'm kind of excited to get into this because oh. that's kind of, that's a bit of... of we we get more in this AU short story than we get in his canon oh, stories, that's and it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I read this one, um, and I, I liked it for that reason. <laughs> but we'll we'll kick it off with some canon stuff. Who wants to take us through the bio? I will, because it's all I have notes on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So Kane was a normal boy in Noxus. He was enlisted in the army as a child soldier. I guess a practice from Borum Darkwell. Uh, so I don't think that's in effect anymore. Because I was really thrown off by that. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Noxus, like <laughs> recruiting child soldiers. But they were used uh, to fight Ionia as Ionian sh- soldiers would hesitate before striking down a child. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> so Kane was a real good murderer. Super great at it. He finds a sickle uh, to slaughter a bunch of people with. And then he just sat there, I guess. I don't know. He killed a bunch of people, and then he was still there two days later. I feel like... Is that okay. how that worked? Well, I was going to say, I feel like my read on it was different. He was just kind of a part okay. of like a big bunch of child soldiers who were just yes. like fodder. And I don't think he actually killed many people. He just didn't run away. And then the, the actual yeah. troops showed up and killed everyone. Okay. That... I, th- I definitely think he killed some people. He probably did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he couldn't do it with that big old heavy sword they gave him. I honestly, I hated that aspect of the bio, is that he finds a sickle. Because, like, he gets a sickle later. I get that that's his weapon, but, like, he didn't need one now. I don't know. It didn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. But you anyway. Know, it felt right in his hand where the sword felt wrong. I but felt later- a deep connection to this specifically <laughs> because it reminded me of my favorite fan fiction, my favorite Chrono Trigger fan fiction. Oh, my God, John. About, about Magus and, and him finding a, a sickle. So... This this brought me back. <laughs> Do I Man. dare ask what Chrono Trigger is? <laughs> oh, um, honey, how young are you? <laughs> I'm 26. I, I uh, so Chrono Trigger. It's pretty old. It was an old RPG. It was for the Super Nintendo for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, it I is, never had the Super it, Nintendo, so. Okay, that makes. Sense. I mean, if you're 26, I will it say it's also been it's been re-released on the PlayStation, the PS2, the Nintendo DS, and probably it's available somewhere on the Switch at this point. But it's considered by many to be one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Yeah, many it's pretty being old. Me. Yeah, John's John's favorite game <laughs> of all time. I see that it's on. I see that it's on Steam for fifteen dollars. So. Ah, I mean, if you're into like those kind of older like JRPGs, it it introduces a ton of mechanics that were really really cool and actually didn't get picked up by a lot of games like the whole double and triple tech system like got picked up by like soikiden but you really don't see that in many places and it was very very cool so mm. they did do a sequel years later chrono cross if you've heard of that one but yeah spiritual successor they have like mm. some although the fanfic that i mentioned connected the two in a great way <laughs> 
such a nerd. Let's bring it back to what's really important, that fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't played Chrono Trigger, you should play it. But we'll uh, we'll uh, you've convinced me go- that was a good con- nice. argument. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I'll play it at some point probably. Yeah, the soundtrack's really good too. Oh yeah, Yasunori Mitsuda did the soundtrack. Fucking bop after bop. All right, so we're about halfway through this game. But I'm sorry about that. We really went off on a tangent there. So a couple days after that battle, Zed kind of hears about the fight and he goes to check it out and finds little, little Kane. He sees potential and recruits Kane to the Order of Shadow. So they say Kane mastered all weapons, you know. which is just Jax. <laughs> he grew really arrogant, uh, feeling like he would soon be better than Zed himself, which kind of leads him to see like a darkened weapon held in Noxus that he wants to steal. So <laughs> Kane wonders why like he's chosen, because he says that any of the other acolytes like would have destroyed the scythe, but Kane took it for himself. It's named Rost. Uh, Kane's kind of constantly fighting for control now, but he's also kind of good. Very Venom is kind of what I got from it. And then he returns to Ionia, hoping to be named the new leader for the Order of Shadow. Mm. And that's Kane. Now we yeah. do have a a real name alert. Oh on yeah, this too. His full name, which I did not know until reading this, is Shida Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dropping another another lore bomb. I will say my read on I I want to say that be, because he grows arrogant, he actually doesn't question why he is sent to go get this weapon. He's like, of course. I think it said that he wonders why. Like, I have to double. Oh, I maybe I need to look at the text because I thought it said that. No, maybe he, I. He specifically, I thought it, yeah, I thought like, it specifically doesn't. said he didn't wonder why. Yeah, he's like, of course they went to okay, send me on this great thing. Listen, um, my reading comprehension—it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just like, I guess it—it it speaks a little to his, I don't know, that arrogant personality motivation of his a little. But, yeah. Um, so, did anything about this bio surprise you, Eric? Based on like you playing him, I guess. Um. So I would say, okay. So to answer your, I mean, I have some things that I thought of uh, about this bio, but the specifically for the gameplay, not so much, just because all of this is a precursor to him actually being who he is. That that takes place in his color story. So, um. Not really, just because this is like, uh, you know, if we had a prequel to Kane, then that's what this would be. It doesn't, it doesn't really yeah. fit so much. I mean, granted, like he enjoys fighting and stuff, sure, but you know, he's meant to be a, a warrior and and stuff. But I, I did feel like, uh, um, I mean, I just took a couple of notes down where uh, the whole um, the child soldier stuff that was taking uh, place at the beginning, just as me as a as a historian made me think immediately just of like uh how the ussr would just throw infantry in um at at, like their with their war machine at the at the germans in world war ii like it just screamed of that to me with um ill equipment and and stuff like that yeah and i i also thought that when when you're saying like like you brought up that kane was able to master everything uh made me feel it made me think a lot of the first batman movie of the the newer <laughs> trilogy i think that's what batman begins or something where yeah, he's just so. you know learning how to use uh christian bale's just learning how to use all sorts of stuff in training with liam neeson and then um he's the weapon it's not about what he's actually using uh mm. yeah and then like the the last paragraph talks about how the corruption took hold um when when someone grabs the weapon which just immediately screamed lord of the rings to me oh sure. yeah that's true <laughs> I, have, I was gonna say in my notes i have some reference to isildur like throw it 
in like his color story, they hit a point where it is like <laughs> yeah. cast it into the fire. No. <laughs> yes, it's so true. No. <laughs> I didn't think about that. The, God damn, I want to watch Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> yeah, we need to. The the Batman thing's interesting too, because I kind of saw a little bit yeah. of like I think he's another kind of Robin situation, um, like him and Zed a little bit in their own weird, dark, kind of twisted way. Especially like in the comic, they read kind of like that, because Zed in there is very serious and, you know, honor bound, blah, blah, blah. And Kane is very like practical, like kind of snarky, right hand man, you know, his little protege. <laughs> so it's an interesting That's, thing. Yeah. Yeah, almost grooming him, not in like the bad way of grooming. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very directly, I would say. I, I didn't necessarily like the whole mastering every weapon yeah. aspect of the story. Like, to your point where he does specifically say afterwards, like, I am the weapon. If he went on and he was like a Lee Sin style, you know, fisticuffs champion after that, where he was actually the weapon, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but, but nah, he he's using this really powerful darken weapon like he might be the we- he's using a weapon though just make him master the scythe <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't need to be master of all weapons if he's never going to use them again i, I mm. felt that was really um out of place as well for me when i saw that because I, I don't you don't see that anywhere with him in his stories or in his gameplay he's the master of the scythe which is possessed by a powerful <laughs> evil creature so it's like jack saying he doesn't use a real weapon like mm. <laughs> come on to, to offer a counterpoint yeah. i would say that i can see a, a, an argument the other way although i agree with you that um one of the voice lines when kane buys stuff like rost will say like that's redundant or am i not enough or so so if you're you know in game <laughs> buying a sword then uh like i can see him kane thinking like you know i can use all these different weapons and and then rost is you know giving him shit for it but that's fun that makes ross sound really insecure he too. <laughs> yeah I mean, like you said what, the banter what do you need that extra sword for <laughs> i really like the dynamic between them um it made me want to play them or play him i don't know them whatever just going and reading all these videos like man i really liked hearing these two kind of you know bicker back and forth almost it's a lot of fun but, play him, um, Mark. Do it. I'm, Hell yeah. I, I might. So we were playing with someone else who was playing him real well. I probably won't, but that's I could, fine. I can teach you. I got like 100,000 plus mastery on him. I was playing him a few times uh, this weekend yeah, to I guess, prep for this episode. Yeah. I was going to say, Hell I guess yeah. to be fair, we're talking with someone who probably plays him really, really You're fucking right. well. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll have some specific questions about that for you later. <laughs> uh, I do like that the first place your mind went to when you saw the thing about the soldiers was like actual history. And, and mine went straight to Starship Troopers. <laughs> I mean, that works, too. Like, Starship Troopers. More meat for the grinder. <laughs> Gory, but great movie. Love that movie. Mm. It is a favorite. Yeah. Did anyone else kind of get the feeling that, like, Zed was to Kane what Silka was to Powder when he oh. sees him? Ooh, there's someone that can be molded. I like that connection. Well, now, I, guess... I really like this relationship between Zed and Kane, even just hearing about it, the idea of it, I like more of that for sure. Agreed. I think that's a big thing. I I kind of wish we got more of from the comic. He just has like he's in the background for a lot of it. It has like one significant moment in that relationship, but I think it needs more. I think it needs more work, you know. And I think about Silco. I mean, I disagree because I think Silco was almost always kind of on the the the, the place of like sympathy with with Powder and Jinx for that's the most true. part. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. Zed, it explicitly states like. Oh yeah, I can use this guy. He he, he no you know ifs ands or buts about it. He sees him as a weapon. Um, 
which I find yeah. it's interesting too. The whole uh, I was gonna say the idea of them him being the weapon because that's what Aphelios's like line is, <laughs> isn't it? Right? Isn't that his subtitle? Another person who just mm. uses a ton of weapons and thinks they're the weapon. It doesn't but his, count. But his spirit sister sends him. <laughs> yeah. I would say, I, I don't know, I actually don't agree. Because I think Silco and, and Powder turning into future Jinx was just, I, I felt it was much less of um, that more like a manipulation rather than actual, uh, you know, trying to like, help them in a direction where they could use them I, I felt like it was just like straight up uh almost psychological manipulation and torture in a weird way like there, there wasn't anything we never saw any sort of explicit torture or anything like that but it felt different to me whereas um aspect like through just the stories absolutely i would agree with you but read it like what like reading through the comics i definitely got a more sense of kane uh, is actually like Zed actually cares about Kane. He's not just you know some pawn for him to use. It's not like you know um, Swain and any of the people that serve under Noxus, where he just does not care at all. It's all about the conquest and the f- and the furthering of the Noxian state. Like it, it feels much more of a um, a two way street where it's like you know I, I care about you. I'm gonna you know as long as you're actually holding true to your values and to the the shadow order then we'll be you know we're cool and i can continue to you know teach you and you'll help me with stuff but i think that if kane were to you know say i don't want to do this anymore zed would be totally fine with that too he would respect it yeah i think that's definitely much more like i completely agree that that's the depiction in the comic especially i think it actually Either there's a disconnect between it and, like, the bio. Because, like I said, in the bio, I think it pretty explicitly states, you know, Zed saw him as a weapon he could turn against, you know, Noxus's own weapon turned against them, right? Mm-hmm. And if the relationship has changed, that would be great. And I would love to, like, maybe see that and how Zed has, you know, looking back on it. Like, at the end of that Zed comic, kind of realizing, oh, I've kind of come to care for Kane and we kind of have a bond. Whereas it started out so... um uh, mercenary, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know. Yeah. But what do you think the coffee cup that that Kane would make for Zed would look like? One half would be all blue. One half like, be all red. Maybe. I don't think he would make it for him. They, they would sculpt it together, oh, ghost style. So <laughs> <laughs> half blue, half red. I like the ghost sculpting. That one. Oh. You got an image in my head. <laughs> uh, all right, so short story. <laughs> short story. Sure. Before that, one other thing. Uh, when we were talking about karma, we were talking about wanting to see how Noxus fought Ionia and this very spiritual people. And I thought the idea of using child soldiers was an interesting psychological warfare tactic. When it was like, okay, yeah. you're so pure and aren't going to hurt anything. Here's some 10 year olds with swords. Another example of stuff like that is uh, I mean, if we want to take it away from real world because that actually happens in real life um is in with uh fallout new vegas like caesar's legion will do that to people like uh they'll mm-hmm. have they'll have kids like hold on to a, a mine or something and then um when a you know one of the new california republic soldiers goes to say like oh kid are you okay and then the the legion soldier will just detonate it and blow them both up which is terrifying and i mean tactically very smart too like i have to respect it even though i hate it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it was the first time we heard about that being something used against Ionia. Um, 
I assume it's because Riot hadn't thought about it until they made Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really does change how you could look at how Karma fought in that battle, and Aurelia as well. But I also don't know if they also, like, just throw child soldiers. It sounded like, I mean, it, Zed had mentioned in Kane's bio that it was it was honestly just a warning from Noxus. Like, it wasn't meant to, like, tactically take over anything. It was just, yeah. here's some fucked up shit, we come in kind of thing. Yeah, and they did also make a special point. We mentioned that it was under Borum. It was like a specific dark yes. strategy, and that's kind of important because as we go into the old lore, um, old lore, I have just a, a tiny little bit about old Kane. What Kane has new lore already? They changed very little. I'll just kind of go over what they changed. There's okay. a few tiny details. One of them, I mean, one of them is that he didn't have a full name. His full name was Kane. <laughs> it uh, took him years to figure out what to name that boy. Right. <laughs> Uh, the other change was that it doesn't mention anything about Borum Darkwill or the Battle of the Placidium. Okay. They specifically added that in recently, probably because the, you know, they've been trying really hard to move Noxus in the direction of morally gray as opposed yeah. to what they originally were. And I think making it clear that like, hey, there's this horrible shit they're doing. But it's by the sky that got deposed, so <laughs> we're cool now. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel, I mean, from when we did Darius, I don't think Darius would be hella cool with sending a bunch of 10-year-old soldiers to battle yeah. as much as he does anything for Noxus. I don't think, that's not really his style. He'd be like, no, I'm going to go in there and fucking kill him. What, you need children to fight your battles right. for you? Get I'll out of here. not have them steal my glory. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting, you know, it's interesting that you bring him up because Darius kind of was, he was in inducted into like a military war band as a child, right? I think... You know, more to that point, I, th I think what Darius might look at that and say is that here's a kid who didn't run, survived, maybe killed some Ionians at 10 years old, and you just left him there? You didn't take yeah. him with you and train him? Like, he yeah. would probably execute that commander, right? For that <laughs> For family. sure. Like, you take and that then he would adopt Kane. <laughs> and you give him every weapon available. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say I like about this is I really like the way it ends because it feels like it's the start of a story um yeah I, the summary doesn't really do it justice but like if you just go read that last paragraph it frames it very much as like and here's the start of the active story of kane um and i can picture <laughs> this like the first episode of the anime that is the kane you know show um from oh, the way yeah, i'd watch that i wish more bios did it frankly where it was like here's the backdrop and stuff and now everything that's important really for the character and their main struggle we're going to show you in the stories which they don't i don't think they really did but it was a good setup at least <laughs> yeah they put themselves in a good position does this yeah. does this story does Kane not give uh with, with you know the sort of um Noxian child soldier endorsement uh kind of idea not give anyone rel vibes although done way better oh we haven't gotten to R yet no, I, know. I know a little bit about rels and I, I kind of agree I'm not a huge fan of rels lore that I'm aware of. You can't I mean, like, it's a oh, terrible yeah. done really it's ready? a terribly done lore. If you like Rel's lore, you don't know what good lore is, so that was kind of my, <laughs> my feel. I remember line. really being up like see getting like the, the, the summary of it and being like, mm, I really don't like this. Yeah. Maybe in execution it's better, but I, I haven't you know sat down and read it. But I trust you if you say it's crap. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's I would say it's worse than Seraphine's release and they completely redid Seraphine's release because people hated it so much. Yeah. yeah. People have a lot of hate for Seraphine. Yeah. Well, I'll be really curious to look at, to like draw that comparison when we get to her. Then. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
All right, so we're doing the right. short story. Let's do it. Yeah. It's called The Blade of Millennia by Michael McCarthy. Same writer. Um, for the re- Yeah, I was going to say the bio is also Michael McCarthy mm. for the record. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is actually a story. This was a story I wanted to see because it's showing us Kane when he gets Rost. Um, and it's, so it's flashback to him. Uh, you know, he's out. He's recovering Rost. They're moving it to the immortal bastion. And he is kind of... It actually starts with him staring down a fellow acolyte, a guy named Nakuri. And it cuts back to earlier in the day where Kane is, he's there to intercept the weapon. He, um, there were some reports like, ooh, if anyone who touches it is like immediately consumed by its, its hate and malevolence and just dies painfully. Uh, so he kills this Noxian caravan that's coming up and he, he actually lets the last guard go to go just tell them about him. Like, let them know what happened here. And Nakuri kind of sh- pops out of the shadows and kills the last guy. Um, and then we skip to them kind of both attacking the main caravan. Uh, a soldier grabs a hold of, you know, the darkened weapon, Rost, and is immediately, like, taken over and just starts killing his fellow soldiers left and right, like, completely out of control. Kane ults him. It's a pretty cool depiction of the Kane ult, I thought. And uh, <laughs> he gets this, like, flash of, like, Rost's mind's eye. Like, it's a little moment of, like, again, Lord of the Rings, like, putting the ring on and getting that, like, Sauron eye <laughs> in your yeah. brain for just a moment. And, uh, he starts kind of reaching for Rost, and and this is where Nakuri is all like, you know, no, don't, we gotta destroy it. <laughs> and and Kane says, no, I'm gonna fucking take it. And so Rost starts speaking. He has like a line to Kane before you know Kane knuckles up and gets ready to kill Nakuri, and then the the story ends, and that's it. So they made a point of mentioning in this story that he mastered the shadows, and that he also mastered fear. And he's mastered every weapon. Come on, Kane. <laughs> leave something for the rest of us. <laughs> a little bit of a Mary Sue here. <laughs> so, like, what did you think of this from, like... Because I thought this one did a pretty good job of depicting his in-game abilities, at least his sort of base ones, in different ways. Like, did that kind of line up with the play experience? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no story... I mean, this, this story doesn't, like, address his passive at all, really, because it's almost impossible to do that although maybe the lure did uh when we get to that story but uh, so um so for uh what's his passive for anyone who maybe right, doesn't sorry. know out there i know it but <laughs> for anyone else yeah so it's uh basically kane is neither shadow assassin nor rost when the game starts and depending on when you when you do damage to enemy champions in combat they drop these little orbs that when combat is over whether that's you know they die you die you just leave combat they automatically fly into Kane and if you attack ranged characters they drop blue orbs if you if you attack red or uh, sorry melee characters they drop uh, red orbs and basically once you collect i don't know how many orbs it is but like x number of orbs whatever higher percentage of them were red or blue determines then right then you can change if you collect a higher percentage of red you can uh, turn into rost immediately on your next recall um or you can turn into shadow assassin but let's say that you know you want to be shadow assassin but they have four melees and you end up getting a boatload more reds then once you (laughs) unlock the ability to transform you can just wait four minutes and then you, there's a it's like a little HUD thing on his actual character icon. Then you just click the other form, and you turn into the other form. So you're not locked out from either way just based on the enemy comp. But once you turn into one of them, you are stuck as that for the rest of the game. 
So you can't, you know, turn into Ross and be like, yeah, you know, maybe I want to go Shadow Assassin now. It doesn't work like that. So <laughs> generally, people who play Kane decide which form they're going in champ select because you're going to want to go different runes uh and it completely depends based on your comp and the enemy comp so if you find yourself playing kane and going into it and not knowing which form you're going to go you've already messed up is kind of like <laughs> once you start to play him and stuff so that's his passive's not so played out but mark to your point i think that yeah he's like i definitely saw um the his e where he can uh like float through walls become like a shadow ethereally through walls definitely you saw that i mean they they straight up referenced it um in not explicit words or they didn't say like the words of whatever the ability is called it's called like shadow step or something but Mm -hmm. um yeah and then he does definitely alt someone as well which is umbral trespass so they don't really use that but it has the same effect as the name and the ability as well he doesn't have his sickle yet in this story like he doesn't actually have it except for you know right at the very end so you don't get to see the cue doesn't really happen that's where he does the mini dash and the spin which does damage twice and can trespass terrain or the w which is where he just kind of like swings out the uh, the scythe, its blades reach and does damage and slows enemies um, in base form, Kane. So I, you didn't, you don't see those, but you do see the E and the R. And I like that we just bitched about Cassidy and how his lore <laughs> focuses on his nether blade when his abilities in game that like you know Cassidy by, no one gives a shit about his nether blade. <laughs> but like I've never played Kane, but I've played against Kane. And his two abilities that I know yeah. are his ability to walk through walls and fuck me, and his ability to jump into my body and fuck me. Oh, so I'm glad that those two were. Daddy, <laughs> man, it's a good point. Honestly, I think you got a really good point that kind of hitting those really iconic abilities, like because, like you said, those are the things that when I think of Kane, it's exactly those two things: it's going inside of people and going inside of walls. He's always in and out. Um, I could be wrong. Oh, God. Wait, thought, this is turning over to yeah. so I thought he uses his Q. I thought he had a little dash in there. I mean, I don't think... I mean, he might have, d- like, dash... Like, he appears in people's shadows yeah. behind them or in front of them, but that's not really, like, the the dash. And the scythe is a big thing because he dashes forward and then spins it in a circle. So it's mm-hmm. it's very scythe-y, his Q is. But <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine that the what you guys are talking about, like, why you view Kane that way is that... Blue is that you see Blue Cane way more, the Shadow Assassin Cane, which Blue Cane has been more popular in recent metas, so it totally makes sense. And as I know you guys play a lot of ARAMs compared to norms, you see Blue Cane way more in ARAM because Red Cane is just not very good against most ARAM comps. Um, huh. When I think of Cane, I definitely think Rost more because I enjoy playing that form more, and that's that's Red <laughs> Cane. So I think of more the the W, which is the same thing, but it actually it knocks people up, and it's not a small, it's not a short knockup. It's like a Cho'Gath Q knockup, and um, and not flying through walls at crazy speed. It's more of just like a slow trespass. But uh, I think the heal is larger, and um, and the insane healing, the drain tank style which um, I think is going to be more favorable this year coming up because there's more uh, bruisers and less assassins, but, um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was something I was kind of wondering about, was, like, is it often the case that one of the forms is kind of overbearingly strong? Is it, like, if you're good enough, you can kind of make both work? Like, could you force Rost in every game if you were just like, I only want to ever be red? So, I, I mean, you can you can do it because it like the game lets you i would say 
if you're gonna force one, you're gonna be more successful forcing Shadow Assassin, just because, uh, so last year when the item rework came out, um, the, like, it was, for most of the year, it was super popular to go Blue Cane and build Gore Drinker and Conqueror and just go, like, Bruiser, but you're building Blue Cane, and because of how it transforms as passive, so when you're in Blue Cane, you get an additional, for the first three seconds of combat, 30% of the damage you do is dealt as additional magic damage, so you're dealing hybrid damage there. Um, and being tanky and having the mobility, uh, you're able to you know, dash in and out of combat and not be killed and so, and so you can you can do that, or you can go straight up lethality and one-shot squishies, um, or not necessarily squishies sometimes too, so <laughs> you can you can definitely hard force that. Hard forcing Rost is hard because you can't really go anything other than Bruiser on Rost just because of the way that his kit limits you. He doesn't have, I mean, he has mobility because it's Kane, but we're not talking fast mobility. He's doesn't do crazy damage either just because you want to be building these drain tanky items right like his you know his passive transforms into i think it's like a third of all damage he does to enemy champions is returned as health like he heals for all of that and then um the q does max health damage on people and his ult heals him for uh, a portion of the enemy's max health plus additional ad ratio so you want to be building things like, uh, you know, a Gore Drinker is perfect for Red Cane right now, and then Sterix and, like, a Spirit Visage and a Death Dance. So you want to be, you know, and those items and other situational stuff, of course. It's not like there's not mm-hmm. a template for any specific game, I want that said. But um, you want to be going more Drain Tanky items just because of the way that the kit limits you there. If you were able to go more Lethality items and still be able to heal through it, there would be a huge problem. So. Um, and Kane is problematic, and people hate him. Um, and I and I get it. But agreed. Yeah. A few a few more details I wanted to touch upon before we move into cinematics or anything like that. Uh huh. Just kind of indifference between his original bio I found interesting. Uh, his original bio also does not mention the province of Barl which is notedly where the chemical weapons were first used against Ionia and is also the province where the villages of Tavasa and Wuju are located, which makes Barl the home province of Master Yi. You know, I get why they used chemical weapons there now. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) EOP. Oh, you nerd. Yeah. Okay, so John, I know you had some questions. Did you want to do that first and then do the AUs, or did you want to jump into non-canon Kane first? Do we uh, want to talk yeah, about sure. the comic at all too? Because he does. Oh, true. He has like yeah, one yeah, kind yeah, of big that's... moment in the, in the sixth sixth issue. I guess I'd say. <laughs> yes, classically, we're going through the Zed comic again before ever getting the Zed. This is our third time, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I try and hit it quick. I mean, like I said, he he kind of is hanging around in the background um, for the most of this comic. Does he do much else? Am I missing anything? Does he? he it's really just that sixth. Um, uh, I mean, the end of episode, the end of the fifth one, where he says that you know he's going to go speak to the new master of the or the master of the shadow order because 
Zed's not around, and then one of the other acolytes is like, no, we're never supposed to do that. And he says, I'm the leader now. You listen to me, which was mm-hmm. fulfilling like the end of his origin story was saying that he wanted to be the head of the shadow order and then he was it was kind of cool how they made him full circle there i thought but i don't yeah, i don't think yeah. there's a lot of other important stuff other than how hard he's flirting with akali oh yeah <laughs> super hard yeah they have like oh. a which i thought was Although funny. the moment you mentioned there too i think is doubly important because i know when when issue one happens and we see uh kane for the first time he we see his arm, and it's clear that he does not have the same level of, um, like physical called, corruption. Like corruption on his arm. So I thought, like, oh, maybe he just got rost. Maybe he just hasn't been corrupted as much. But the moment that you talked about when he gets mad, that corruption just fucking pops up, <laughs> and his his whole arm—he looks like in-game Kane with that mm. shit. Um, and I think that's the first place that we technically see that he might be able to like make that go away mm-hmm. and just go back to being regular Kane like on on demand potentially like maybe he doesn't control when it comes out it just happens when he's pissy but he has the ability to be like alright and I'm back now and the corruption just disappears it's not there all the time like the in-game model would kind hmm. of have you believe yeah that's true um, he seems very in control kind of throughout that comic honestly because he really does turn it on and off like a like a switch, don't he? Um, but that's a really good good point that you, you kind of brought up that, yeah, he gets named successor to the Order of the Shadow a few comics in. I wish that moment got a bit more like pomp and circumstance almost because it's just kind of like this little corner panel, um, but it's a really big thing, right, for him as a character because he kind of goes back to Ion. Like the bio ends with him heading back to, to Zed, like ready to be named the successor. So like this is a big uh, accomplishment for him to finally get that, you know, that thumbs up, right? Um <laughs> And then, yeah, I guess the, the big thing at the end is that uh, he is seemingly taking control of the Order of Shadow away from Zed, and, you know, Kusho, their patron, you know, commands him, you know, strike him down and take your rightful place at my side. And uh, Kane, kind of a little surprisingly, doesn't. He, he stays loyal to Zed and instead goes out to go kill all the students who turned on Zed. Um, and then we do kind of see the in the last panels, Kane kind of explaining that, well, you know, I was nothing. I was arrow fodder, and you you raised me, and you cared for me, and you gave me purpose. Um, so I'm loyal to you, and I'm going to stay loyal to you. And they walk off into the sunset together, even at the very Aww. end. <laughs> that's fun. That's like a way to really give layers to Kane, because like he's he's a fun character. The way he fights with uh, Rost a lot, and like the arrogance would kind of lead you to believe that like he wouldn't have that level of loyalty. But it is more interesting that he does. And I do like, and this was kind of a Savika moment in my head, where oh. he he very specifically said, like, yeah, Kane and I might end up dueling, or Zed and I might end up dueling someday, but it's not going to be because you tell me to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he stays arrogant while still kind of, it makes sense, right? It, it's done in a way that to me makes sense for the character. Yeah, no, it know? does, yeah. Um, and to your point about the Akali flirting, too. Okay. Akali has a line here where he's just like, what's the matter, Kane? You run out of shirts? <laughs> <laughs> She's into it. She's like, he's he like, is. I'm a hard body, you're a hard body. We'd be hard bodies together, you know? I 
I could yeah. see it, honestly. I could yeah. see it working. Sometimes you can't get it out of your system. Danger flirting in my notes. She does mm. say it's danger flirting. She does say that he. She thinks he, Kane is like pretty hot, uh, but that he's crazy because like his eyes make him look too crazy which is kind of, i mean some of ross corruption has gone into changing at least one of his eyes it's uh depending on you know as we said like his mood and what's going on but it's yeah i thought that that was pretty funny you think it shows up when he's in the sack like you think he gets a little bit of that <laughs> oh <Ross>. my god <laughs> you think ross like tells him like you know do this no, do that you're doing, doing it wrong, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ross probably has a lot more experience. <laughs> or not. Maybe he's like, whoa, I've never seen that before. <laughs> what do you call that move? He was too busy being an ascendant. So, so yeah, you're thinking, right. you were busy. Thinking like Rob <laughs> being an ascendant. Thinking like Ross would be plate. planting like ideas in his head to go like, you know, oh, you know, do some choking or something like that. That Because it borders the line oh, on yeah. to killing and, and stuff like, uh, like Ross is all into. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. I didn't think we'd talk about Kane's kinks, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I did also like the final line as they're walking away into the sunset. Just real Kane's quick. just giving Zed shit about, man, Shen really beat the shit out of you, huh? <laughs> uh, what a great name for Kane's sex shop, though, huh? Kane's, Kane's kinks. kinks. Oh, that's Kane's pretty kinks. good. I like Kane's chains, uh, but you know, Kane's chains oh, and more. That's so much better, Mark. Kane's <laughs> chains, kinks, and more. I don't know. It's great. You, Ooh. you know what? You just do whatever you want. It works in so many ways. Yeah. Kane's chains. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so that's something from the short story that I did like. Is they talk about how ooh the weapon's so dangerous. They've got it all wrapped up in like burlap and chains. It's very like Final Fantasy JRPG <laughs> weapon type, like a uh, Soul Caliber. Was what I was thinking a lot. Which Ross yeah, kind of is. That's true. He's the soul caliber. He is I don't know anything soul about soul edge. <laughs> You were close. Yeah, he is, he is the soul edge, basically. Oh, yeah. okay. With Fuck. the eye and everything. Yeah. All I know is that everyone's half naked in that game. <laughs> well, the women are. That's that's every game. <laughs> no, no. Every fighting game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, kind of true. Yeah. John, no. Pyra, Mithra. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kirby's one of the almost fully naked if he didn't have those fun shoes on. <laughs> Jigglypuff's got a bow. They're uh, all dressed up. Keep them decent. Although, uh, you know, Pokemon are, they look the same, almost the same when they're both genders, so we don't know if that is male or female Jigglypuff. That's mm, very true. That's true. Yeah. What are we talking about again? Kane? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kane. All right. So well, I've got some really Kane cinematics. <laughs> So, Kane's part of a few cinematics. Uh, first, just can I had a, his teaser trailer on release where you see the... You basically get an overview of his gameplay. You get to see that Blue Form comes from ranged champions as he's fighting a hapless Ash who surely is wearing thorn mail. And Red Form <laughs> comes from melee weapon enemies like Scion, who is exactly the one I'm sure you want to alt if you're playing Red Kane. You would absolutely <laughs> right? love to. I mean, that's him or Cho'Gath would be the highest value ultimate you could get. Really? I don't know these things. Well, yeah, because your your ult heals you for... Okay, so you're, you're, yeah, you healed for like a third of all damage dealt or something like that. Um, and then the ult also heals you for uh, some flat amount plus some AD plus... Uh, 
a percent of the enemy's max health. So if you're in like a 6,000 nice. health Cho'Gath, you're going to heal for several hundred to maybe a thousand health just popping <laughs> oh, out if shit. you have no heal reduction. Like picking a blanket. Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Be snug as a bug in a rug in that motherfucker. Right. Man, how come all the canes in the games are always ulting my yeah, AD carry ass? Come on. I'm playing Lux, man. I got like 800 health. Why are you ulting me? because they're blue cane, and as soon as they ult yeah. you, you die, and uh, they go away and kill the next person. Yeah, That's Man. true. I like the red one Now, more. he also... Uh, <laughs> he shows up in just one more, which is that one where... Uh, it's inspired by the true story of the five North American League of Legends players with the longest losing streak in one sitting. And in this cinematic, their team gets one shot by what looks to be uh, Shadow Assassin Kane. Hmm. Just kills all of them. <laughs> and that's going to be a common uh, thing. In, uh, <laughs> in Solo Darius, which is one of the player spotlight cinematics, and this one is about Solo Renekton only, He's playing Darius, and he's ambushed by Vi, Thresh, and Kane, but handily defeats all of them. And then Spooky Jinx, which is another one of those types of cinematics. Uh, this one focuses on KP. She's playing Jinx, and she 1v1s a Kane. Second time we talked about KP, and I'm wearing her hoodie. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Jinx 1v1ing uh, a Kane would be possible... Yep. I'd say only until Kane transforms. Because until Kane transforms, he's like 75% of a champion, if that. He's the mm -hmm. worst champion yeah. in the game, undoubtedly. And it it did look it did look un un transform, so that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Can I ask is he is it like just a raw stats thing? Like does he get a lot of stats on transform? Is it just that his abilities like need those extra like things to really kind of work? Yeah, to my knowledge, he doesn't get any additional stats on the transform. It's the, the okay. extra abilities, because you don't have a passive. Your passive is collecting orbs. It doesn't do anything, mm -hmm. so you're literally a champion without a passive. Um, and then, yeah, your your W does damage, and it slows, but it's not... The, the Shadow Assassin, you can do it with no cast time. It does crazy damage, and it, it reaches further, or it doesn't knock up like it does in red form. Your Q is blah does nothing i mean it, it's fine but it's not anything crazy it doesn't heal you it doesn't do max health damage um the e is just the same as red cane e so it's not bad and the alt has no additional stuff it just does damage it doesn't heal you it doesn't reset your passive like it does for blue cane you can't pop out super far you can't stay in super long it's just like he's underwhelming everywhere it's like if they took a really strong champion and nerfed him into the ground all over the place that's what kane <laughs> is until he gets his transform so until then you know bully him take jungle camps as much as you can because once you hit <laughs> once he hits the transform once he gets a couple items it's a different story interesting yeah. hmm. that's good to know honestly if you want to see, if you want to see <laughs> how facts. terrible untransformed Kane is, there was a game in LCS a couple of years ago where Spica, I don't know what team it was at the time. I think TSM. It was like his first game on stage, and they had him play Kane, and it was like 25 minutes, and he still did not transform. So, your the amount of orbs that you get from damaging champions, as time goes on, you get more orbs. So. You can transform it like three minutes or something if you're literally constantly battling, but it's really hard. Whereas if you were to do, you know, like 100 damage, that would do, you know, let's say it generates like 10 orbs at level three. 
the multiplication increases later on. So if you're at like level 10, it would do, you know, like three or four times as many orbs. It's trying to push you to transform. So the fact that it was a 25 minute pro game and still had not transformed is Oof. impressive. Bullying poor speaker. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds. I kind of want to watch it, but it sounds like watching somebody slowly die. It's just like uh. <laughs> they were making jokes about him all the time, and it's uh it's it's good to watch. It's fun to watch for sure. <laughs> I was curious about that because I was wondering, like you know, obviously you need to get into fights to get your transform, and it sounds like you're really hamstrung, and you wouldn't want to get into fights. Um, so you don't rely on your on your team, you know, mm-hmm. for those fights, like when you when you gank. Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah, you got to do stuff like that, and you can't. Uh, a lot of champions, you can't brawl one v one in the mm-hmm. jungle. Or, uh, I mean, what I like to do is, you know, you don't even have to necessarily get a kill off ganking. You could come in for a drive by, get a little bit of damage down, and then walk away. Like it doesn't super matter. You don't have to kill them. Whereas <laughs> yeah. if you're playing like a, I don't know, like a Shaco or something, if you don't get that kill early, you're screwed. Whereas Kane, like you just need to get your orbs. So if you're t- trying to go blue Kane, camp bot lane. If you're trying to go red Kane, camp. A lane with melees whether it's it could be mid lane but uh hop in damage the jungle or hop back out off the walls go into top lane and stuff like that that's where mm-hmm. you'll see uh what they're trying to do yeah interesting all right neat now uh most importantly he's also in the represent video mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or more accurately rost <laughs> is in the represent video in a pile it's just a, of weapon. a bunch of weapons. A pile of weapons. Cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> the deep lore. Thanks. And there's apparently, according to the wiki, there is Shadow Kane and Rost on one of the advertisements in the Giants video. I could not find it, so if you can, send me a screenshot. <laughs> Give you Dying a prize. To know. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some quotes. Y'all have some favorite Kane quotes that that stuck out to you that warranted discussion i the only one that i wrote down here was the rost quote uh zed's dead baby zed's dead (laughs) which is a pulp fiction quote (laughs) i was surprised he had so few references i like a lot of the dark and rost quotes he's a really his his vo is really fun i thought like he's got one where he's like let's go make some corpses or um (laughs) like after he transforms he's like oh these legs are gonna take some getting used to you know he's He's kind of a fun guy, I find. <laughs> He's just a quirky guy. A wild and crazy yeah. guy. <laughs> he likes to kill, loves piles of corpses, legs. <laughs> so something that I noticed that I'd never seen before, so this isn't a quote, uh, sorry to tangent, uh, but when <laughs> when he when he's in red cane form, he doesn't have feet, he has hooves. So Oh really? Yeah, I noticed there was like it was like actually like a fort like a like a horse hoof. So Hmm. Makes you wonder what he looked like before he was trapped in his weapon. Then, yeah, I'm looking at right. it now. The ascended so cool. are kind of like part animal, part human. So I'm yeah. curious what animal he was. Goat, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such confidence. Yeah. He's got go it. Right. Goat. He's like the guy from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, <laughs> but with a sight. Mister Thomas. Mister Thomas, looking yeah. fucked up lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really cool detail. I never, obviously, I never noticed no. that before. That's that's neat. That's a really neat. Next time I'm against a cane, I'm gonna be like, "Hang on, hang on, I want to look at your feet. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to kill me." You won't see it against blue now, cane though, because obviously mm-hmm. he's still the human. Mm-hmm. Now, question: Because I do not play junglers, and I noticed this with Kane, is it common for junglers to have 
specific quotes about how hard the Rift Scuttle is to kill because he has a lot of Rift Scuttle quotes <laughs> really in all does. of his forms. I cannot tell you because in game I don't pay that much attention to the quotes, so I could not tell you. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if the the sort of uh, the edgy style characters do have quotes like that. Um, you know, if I'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head, like I wouldn't be surprised if. Vi might have some quote about Rift Scuttle, or if like, uh, I, I don't know, Hecarim, or I think Ivern might have something where it's like, let's return you to the, the river forest or something. I'm not sure, but Aww. but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> about it. Man, they never redid Vi's Vi- VO, actually, yeah. so I'd be surprised if... She has anything, yeah. Oma. It would be cool, too. It, it's... God, I'm curious. Was Rift Scuttle a thing when she was released? Absolutely no, hell, not. Hell it was not even close <laughs> to being a thing. Let's see. When was Vi released? I don't even think they were doing... They weren't doing specific quotes like that, too. Like, if you haven't been playing League for a really long time, like, having quotes when you placed wards or, like, killed certain jungle creeps, like, they didn't have specific quotes for that. Like, that wasn't a thing. It's pretty cool. I think I, the first one I noticed was, because uh, I play supports, is that if you healed or shielded Zaya, she would go, thank you. And I was like, oh my god, she thanked me, because uh, my fucking AD carry's not going to... Get actual misty No, not back then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was released December 19th, 2012. Yeah, she's an old bitch. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. I'm looking for a Rift Scuttle, but I don't remember, if I'm thinking back, because like, I've watched all the worlds before... Uh, World's Finals. If I, I don't remember Rift Scuttle being uh, until season six, so that's 2016. Mm. No way. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. All right. Throw down some quick AUs for us, John. Yeah, I've only got a few. So, well, Kane's only got a few. Yeah. Mm. So first one is Nightbringer, and this one is Nightbringer Kane. The AU itself doesn't have any. Uh, real lore behind it, but Kane does. Rost was once an Archon of Light, a beacon of order, and now he is little more than a weapon in the hands of Kane, an ambitious demigod of dusk seeking true godhood. The two war within Kane's own body, each determined to overthrow the other and lay claim to true divinity. Hmm. And this one also has a prestige skin. Cain and Rost are forged anew in the crucible of their clash. No longer are they a mere weapon, a mere demigod. They are forces of nature, warping each other in the raw energy around them, each hurtling towards a victory sure to shake the firmament itself. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Odyssey. This is where the long-ass short story came from. Mm -hmm. So this one, the, uh, the Great Democracy Empire has laid claim to almost every inhabited system, ignoring the objections of the ancient Templar Order and the criminal syndicate alike in pursuit of the wondrous bounty of Aura. This mysterious golden essence, drawn from the vast majestic creatures that patrol the stars, is the lifeblood of all civilization, but also promises untold power to those who can wield it for themselves. Dun dun dun. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kane, uh, Odyssey Kane. A supremely confident military tactician in the Locus Armada, Sheeta Kane has ascended to become one of the ordinals of the Demoxian Empire, carrying out the will of Emperor Jarvan IV himself. Kane has become obsessed with harnessing as much raw aura as he can within his body, even though such things are forbidden. Following the silent whisper of a strange esoteric power, he believes this process will turn him into an invincible immortal being. He is wrong. <laughs> even so... 
Kane has learned that he needs Sona, one of the few individuals in the galaxy who can guide him toward fully unlocking his latent powers through the mythical, poorly understood artifact known as the Aura Gate. Though he uh, was once fiercely loyal to his emperor, Kane has become obsessed with his personal hunt for the Morning Star, which is where Sona is, and will not hesitate to kill any who cross his path. He's charismatic, charming, nonchalant, a well-spoken man who appreciates the grandeur and spectacle of his own violence, and someone who enjoys the thought of being the greatest threat the universe has ever known. Little does he know, the actual greatest threat the universe has ever known is resting comfortably in his left hand. Mm. It's his dick. No, it's <laughs> That's a good name for it, I will say. The greatest threat the universe has ever known. Uh, and Jinx has a crush on him. He does, yeah. So That's all I know about the Odyssey. <laughs> so he's in a cinematic called Welcome Aboard where it's basically a recruitment video featuring Jinx and the crew of the Morning Star, where we find out she has a thing for Kane, who is actively hunting them. She watches a video of him murdering folks, uh, you know, on his way to get them, on repeat, because, you know, she, <laughs> she digs it. Hot. Yeah. They're robots, if it makes it any better. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Jinx isn't, like, super evil in the Seiyuu, which is fun. That yeah. we know of. Dun-dun-dun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the short story Jesus here is called The Lore by Dan Abinett. It's called The Lore? The Lore. <laughs> the lore. Oh, like lure, like L-U-R-E. Like a fishing yes. lore. I thought you said it was called The Lore. Lure. lure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep saying the word lure. 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 <laughs> uh, so, basically, Kane... Um, one thing uh, of uh, note <laughs> is that Nikori is alive in this, mm, and yeah. uh, he's found something suspicious, so he calls Kane in for backup. Uh, Kane ignores some orders that Jarvan had given him and, like, a mission to go follow up with Nikori. When he gets there, they have a bunch of Templars captive who had fled uh, with Aura. Uh, Kane wants to know why they fled here and threatens to kill someone if he doesn't get answers. Unfortunately, he chooses Sona, who, for obvious reasons cannot give him answers <laughs> uh before he can figure that out though he's attacked by syndicate ships who uh are here um because the head of the group kind of heard a voice calling to him from across the galaxy and he is here to claim it uh there's a big fight and kane and nikori's men manage to take down their ships but nikori loses a few men in the process <gasps> Uh, so they descend down to the cave, and they find Rost there. Uh, they also see some real weirdness here. It seems that Rost is not from this universe. He's mm. uh, from the universe of Runeterra. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is from a different AU universe. Oh, my God, we'll really? That, so okay, right. Uh, so Rost kind of tells Kane he's going to be tested, and then he goes ahead and gets inside the mind of all the people that are here and basically tells them all... You're the chosen one, but you've got to kill everyone to mm. claim me. So everybody starts fighting each other and going crazy. So Kane has to fight Nakuri and all his men. And then apparently the corruption spread as far as Nakuri's ship, too, because the ship is approaching the planet to go ahead and kill Kane as well. So Kane has to call in his ship, the Fractal Shear, to destroy Nakuri's ship. The gentle reminder. Uh, he manages to do that. He takes. Uh, Rost and goes back to his ship. Now, throughout kind of the story, 
we get like this relationship between Rost and his little battle training helper robot who is uh, called um, Kilo. Kilo. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got very big. It's kind of a mixture of Baymax from Big Hero Six merged with Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> if they were a three quarter ton fight mech. Did you ever play um, they, Force Unleashed? Either of those games? Uh, Ooh, a long time ago. I have watched my cousin ago. play it. Okay, <laughs> then y'all all obviously know what I'm talking about. Um, but it reminded me of this Star Killer because he has a similar fighting robot that's constantly trying to to kill him. It's a very cute relationship that they've got. It seems like he the robot's always trying to pop out and surprise him. He's always ready for him. Um, but it seems like he's he's trained Kane up to kind of be where he's at nowadays. And, you know, he gets kind of sad when you can't surprise Kane anymore. And Kane's always real nice about it. But the story ends basically with these two who are kind of established friends. He jumps out to surprise Kane, and Kane just fucking cuts him in half with Rost. It's Aww. like, surprise! Mm. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so that's this story. There was a lot more. I would say probably maybe halfway through the story is when Rost starts talking to Kane. So we get a decent amount of him poking and prodding Kane, and we get to see more of what he can do with him, like manipulating the minds of the people around there. Um, but it was, it was more kind of that type of relationship that we see in his quotes mm-hmm. more than the other short mm-hmm. stories that we got. So I, I would have loved to. I mean, I guess it'd be redundant to release another short story that was this but canon, but um, I would have loved a canon version of this and a shorter non-canon version of this story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with you. Because, um, yeah, it was a lot more fun to see them interact. It was kind of fun to see. Kane was a lot of fun to spend time with in this. He's actually a pretty kind of fun character, I, I like. Yeah. And um, it was fun to see him kind of willingly engage with Rost more mostly out of like a sense of duty like if i don't take you you're going to keep causing this to happen and you're going to keep fucking up the whole empire so i'm going to take you and i'll take care of it and he's kind of in controlling you know kind of not like we saw at the end so it was a little i found it to be a lot of fun and, and a nice little bit more um not like nuance i don't know the exact word i'm looking for um but it played around with it a little bit more and i thought that was a lot of fun right like you would have to <clears throat> change very little i think about this story to make it canon mm. yeah it's almost just changed the setting back to runeterra exactly yeah, which and is what a lot of their canon a lot of their A's are kind of like that mm. um so yeah if if you are looking for good canon stories i would read this and just in your head shift the shift the <laughs> setting yeah honestly and small correction, John, it wasn't a bunch of Templars. It were like followers of the Templars that they found because it was only two Templars and they killed the Templars. So Right. <laughs> wow. Um, actually. <laughs> How could you not get that right? God damn it. Right. God, so stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> and finally, we've got the Event Horizon slash Dark Star. In the vast darkness of space are born terrible, beautiful things, cosmic creatures of sublime love and the unknowable monstrosities of the Dark Star. These are the children of silent gods, and they are finally coming home. Uh, so Cain doesn't have a skin in this line, but Rost is from this skin line. Hmm. Um, he originated here before ending up in the Odyssey <laughs> timeline. Um, basically, he ends up joining with Cain in the Odyssey universe by going through an Aurigate, and then millennia later... 
is when Kane finally finds him in that cave. Um, so Rost is basically bent on destroying the Odyssey universe so that he can open the ore gate back up and allow the other Dark Star corruptants, because that is kind of his role in this AU. He's one of the many corruptants, like the other Dark Star skins, who's just kind of all about destruction and shit. He's going to open the gate and let all the other Dark Star corruptants in. So uh, he kind of presents himself as the voice of the uh, ubiquitous organic fuel known as Aura. Um, he is a bloodthirsty monstrosity sealed in an ancient alien scythe. Unlike Kane, he does not particularly care about spectacle or showmanship. He mainly just likes to kill things. Hmm. In this way, the two share an uneasy alliance with Kane wanting to harvest as much aura as possible and Rost wanting to snuff out as much life from the universe as he can. So, bound for untold aeons in various planetary backwaters, Rost has had plenty of time to consider his own master's true plans for the universe, beyond all the indiscriminate murder, and he doesn't mind holding off on them for now. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so he's basically just tricking... His whole role in this is he's tricking Kane. The reason that Kane's so obsessed with Aura is because uh, Rost is, is... Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be so powerful. You're gonna be so strong. But really, he just wants him to collect it so that Rost can take over his body and open the gate because it requires a ton of aura. Mm. Weird. You don't see a lot of AU crossovers, really. Like you that. Don't, yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, even in that short story, Kane is making reference to you know, there's multi-dimensional particles and quantum entanglements and things, and he kind of seems to recognize. Oh, this seems to be is the multiverse theory you know real things right. like that um it's a it's a nice way to show up in spider-verse <laughs> frankly how how would you feel if you saw kane and some like just show up randomly I would shit my pants are you kidding me <laughs> she would she's very incontinent <laughs> <laughs> told you not to tell people john but oh my god if like a lead character showed up in fucking spider-verse or some <laughs> shit damn That'd be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now I have some fun facts before I ask some additional you questions. You have a lot of them, guests. so blow through them pretty Just quickly. Just a handful. Because this is kind of long. <laughs> uh, so Kane is voiced by Robbie Damon, while Rost is voiced by Sam A. Mowry. You know who Robbie Damon uh, voices? Tuxedo Mask. Who? Oh, shit. What? Yeah. Okay, Mama. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that. The blue streak in Kane's hair is a result of using Rost. Huh. The Rost is full of hair gel. Yeah. (laughs) That's canon, folks. Uh, Just cracks him open and scoops it out. Uh, Rost is anywhere between 3,496 and 4,396 years old. Thanks. You're welcome. He doesn't look a day over (laughs) 3,322 years. Yeah. You flirt. <laughs> uh, Darken roughly translates to the fallen. Translates uh, from what? I, th- I, uh, I would assume old Shereman. Okay. <laughs> Due to a localization error, error, Shadow Hunter Kane was released as Shower Hunter Kane <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> That's a good Very one. Very different champion. <laughs> the shower hunter. <laughs> That's stanky. Uh, Odyssey Kane is a KDA fan. 
confirmed in his bio. Oh, hell yeah. He's got good mm-hmm. taste. Um, I noticed somewhere that the Welcome Aboard cinematic might be a reference to the Sunset Overdrive trailer, which I had never seen before, so I what? went back and watched it, and yeah, I can see it. Hmm. The, the second half of the trailer. What is Sunset Overdrive? It's like an old... Um, God, what was it? Uh, Insomniac game? Oh, it's really yeah. that old? It was weird. Am I just old? It's not like, it's not like old, old. It's like 2014. It's not like, you know. Yeah, that's like... That I mean, was eight, eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah, right. hey, we were talking about fucking Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger earlier. That's yeah, old. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, let's see. The sound effects for the blood splatters from Kane's weapons started as water splatters in Riot's campus showers. Ah, that's where Shower Hunter Kane comes Shower from. Hunter Kane. That's interesting uh, that it's that's that that, ugh, that that's what that is because when I hear like his weapon attacking something, it's almost like the sound of someone sharpening a knife. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Weird. We they have very dangerous showers at Riot <laughs> HQ. <laughs> Um, let's see. Kane is one of 22 champions without a single ability power ratio on his abilities. Oh. Mm. So AP Kane, try it out today, folks. Yeah. Try it out. Right here. <laughs> uh, so I actually found a quote about this, so I thought it would be interesting to bring up here. Uh, this is a quote from the writer Cool Radius, who says, the letter K feels punchy and aggressive, which is what we wanted for Kane. And also might be the reason why there's so many K champions in general. <laughs> I'm glad wow. someone acknowledged it at Riot. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, Kane's dance is the Reebok dance, which I had never seen. No, I've not heard of that. If you watch the video, yep, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I assume every dance is like a TikTok thing now. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Yeah, I will say I don't like Kane's dance very much, but if you have your laugh button bound to a key... He like spins his scythes. You can make him go like basically like a Beyblade almost. Uh, if you just keep oh, spinning, nice. and it's a way better dance than his actual dance. <laughs> See, those are them high mastery right. tips. <laughs> you only get here. You would never. Spin only someone with a million mastery would know that. I mean, well, that's just some. Those are just the things you pick up when you're, you know, it's like thirty seconds till a minion spawn, and there's, you know, you're five pointing as a team. Okay, what are you gonna do? You're gonna start spamming like buttons on there. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, maybe maybe That's people true. look at their phones and stuff, but I instead am like, oh, you know, let me <laughs> as Nautilus, let me do the joke and fl- and like fly through the air or bounce around <laughs> as Zach as a bubble and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the true league experience right there. The best one though, I will say, is uh, if you slam laugh as, uh, or maybe it's dance as Lilia. Uh, she does like a. It's almost like a prancing, and I don't want to do the sound because it'll like screw up the microphone but um she's she bas- it's basically like uh if a horse is running on cobblestone and if you spam it, it it's supposed to go like twice but if you spam it it's just like over and over and over and over and over again like right they're just hitting cobblestone it's pretty loud it's uh, probably if i had to if i laned with Lilia, i would bound bind it to every every key as well just like you know how singe players bind their labs to every single key yep. or people who play battle academia caitlin because that is the most annoying laugh i have ever heard in this game the last fact i have is that odyssey kane's backing animation plays a remixed version of mass effects uncharted worlds music really? what really i love that music you're not fucking with me right that's really yeah oh 
That's crazy. That's, now I'll have to hear it. Yeah, right. I, I don't know if it was it. intentional or not, but it's definitely what it is. <laughs> is this like the, you hear that music kind of a lot <laughs> yeah I was gonna say is this like the situation with like the kale splash art where like <laughs> this is this isn't plagiarism <laughs> right I'm just trying to make that that's what I'm trying to say no I okay. think uh, you know I think remixes are fair game that's fair music is hard it's called homage <laughs> so this isn't this yeah. isn't like the the striker Lucian debacle that happened then mm. no no this is not <laughs> uh, yeah it's not like that <laughs> I like how the music major just said, music is hard. (laughs) Plagiarize. It's not plagiarism. (laughs) It's artistic expression. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that is, that is Kane. Uh, I have a few additional kind of like follow-up questions for you. And then I'm going to hand it off to you to share your socials and where people can find you and the trinity force podcast sweet um first uh if you could change a single thing about kane's kit what would it be Ooh, Ooh, interesting i would give uh i would have um red kane's q so ross q like instead of just doing additional uh damage i'd like it also to either go faster or dash a little further because regardless of what form you're in whether that's normal cane uh rost or shadow assassin the q is it operates the same the only time it actually does anything different is in rost form it does extra max health damage so since rost is supposed to be more of this you know drain tank uh you're hitting q a lot you're kind you're nigh unkillable give that ability more power because his e doesn't change at all and his w is just a cc tool so i'd do that mm-hmm. i vote for faster because i don't like longer dashes I w- <laughs> that's fair as an immobile mage main <laughs> i will say uh the faster you're moving with kane the like the higher your move speed is the faster it goes off so Oof. uh if you get hmm. you know a zillion speed up or something that's instant basically and if you do it really? right i mean yeah, it moves faster. So next time you're playing Kane and you have the home guard buff on, you're leaving, just press Q as you're going. It's like, boom, it's instant. Like a blink almost. Aww. That's wild. I didn't know that. That's good to know yeah. that. Yeah, this is like, it's always so fascinating to learn these things because then there's so many times I die in League and I'm like, how the fuck right? did they just do that to me? <laughs> like the Warwick ult, I didn't realize that. Uh, scaled off movement speed as well. I'm like, how did that fucker just fly across the map? Yeah. Yep. I will is, also I no also then with his Q another thing is if you do go Gore Drinker, because uh, Gore Drinker has like a weird cast time, so you want to go, um, you want to go like hit your Q and then Gore Drinker right afterwards, as opposed to like the other way around. Generally, I mean it depends on the situation you're in, but that's usually going to be faster uh, if you're in the middle of a fight to get the health restore. Hmm. Okay. All right. Nice. And if you could give one tip to any of our listeners who want to pick up Kane but have been nervous, what would it be? Um, Beginner Kane. Yes. Decide what form you're going in champ select because mm-hmm. it's super important to have the right runes for red Kane. Blue Kane, you are more, it's much more malleable um, because it's aged a lot better. But red Kane, you need to make sure that you have the right runes because if you have like. I don't know. Let's say you have Comet. It's going to be really 
not fun and not good. <laughs> Whereas like blue cane, you can make comet work when you fly in at someone. It does extra damage. You're slowing them and stuff. But uh, you really kind of need conqueror or if you're in top lane, maybe grasp or something. But you really want. I I mean. I'm hard-pressed to say there's any rune other than Conqueror that you want to take on Red Cane. So, um, and then also, just so that your team is aware which one you're going to go, so that they can uh, think about itemizing accordingly, or maybe they're deciding between two different champions or so. That being said, it is solo queue a lot of the time. It, I mean, if you're talking solo queue <laughs> specifically, then teammates aren't necessarily going to pick for comps. I try to, but... Um, if you're playing on, you know, more coordinated stuff like that, you want to be aware of which cane you're going before you go in as well. That's the biggest thing I would say um, if I had to pick one. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't know, like, if my jungler was like, I'm going red cane, I'd be like, cool, bro. I don't know what the fuck, dude. <laughs> I play two champions, okay. <laughs> well, but it's like, uh, so, I mean, in an example of like, okay, let's say you needed frontline versus let's say uh you know the adc top and mid were all squishies or something like that you know you got like a kale you have some mage and then you have i don't know some adc right and then your supports deciding between like i don't know uh pike or maybe like a nautilus or a galio or something like that okay then if you need some sort of frontline against the other comp you might go red cane or if the other person's going to be fine being the tank, then you're free to go blue cane if you want to. But otherwise, mm -hmm. like in order to round out the comp, you kind of need to go red cane. Interesting. So do you think that Kane, like it seems, it seems to me like Riot very obviously wanted Kane to be very like like a inherent flex pick, right? Do you think that he he like they successfully executed on that? Because it sounds like there are definitely situations where. Yeah, you can kind of, like you said, tweak what you're going to do to fit what your team needs. Um, or is it most of the time that you're, like, locked in based on kind of what's happening with the rest of the comps? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how that all yeah. you know, ties together. So, I'd say... the So, the idea of a flex pick, I think, refers differently to Kane than it does to most other flex picks. So, like, a traditional mm -hmm. flex pick would be, like, Gragas. Gragas can go top lane totally fine. He can jungle. He can go mid uh situationally he can go support situationally as well and most of the time you're building him similar ish you may be going tank you may be going more glass cannon um that doesn't change all that much and your rune might just change based off the matchup whereas kane can't go you can't play him in adc really um mm. you can't really play him in support it would be terrible uh, mid lane is not going to be fun unless you're facing like a set or something but even then I think you're going to get blasted early and that's Kane's weakest <laughs> part and top lane as well I think is dicey depending on the matchup unless you're facing like a I don't know like a Malphite that's going tank where you can absorb the orbs for free but Malphite's already a champion that's kind of uh, you know giving up lane early for the team fight power later on so um the way that Kane works is he's he's build flexible and mode flexible. Mode being you know frontline or uh, bruiserish or assassin style or something like that. But he's mm -hmm. he, because he's so vulnerable early and he doesn't have any innate healing in his kit other than his E, which is on a long cooldown and has a high mana cost. Um, and you need to actually enter a wall to use it. Which if you're in the middle of mid lane, you're just gonna get 
you know, the, the ghosted effect for one and a half seconds and then it's going to go away. Um, so you need to be able to do that. Plus, you're also, if you're playing in a lane, you're kind of handicapping a lot of his skills, which is the mobility to move around and take other characters' jungle camps and come from really creative jungle uh, routes because you can gank from anywhere. You can even go outside the walls. Um, so I think that that really... Mm. Uh, handcuffs him a lot um, yeah. so he's not a flex pick in the normal sense he's more flex pick in build and mode diversity okay yeah I was curious because you had mentioned when we were talking about runes a little bit the idea of being top and taking grasp I was gonna, and that kind of answers what I was going to ask is like does he see a lot of play top, you know, jungle? There for the reasons were, you kind of outlined. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember uh, in the end of Season 9, I think, Kane got a big buff on his Q. It got reduced to, like, 4 seconds uh, at... Or maybe, like, yeah, 4 seconds at rank 1, or maybe, like, 5 seconds at rank 1 or something, so it was really short. So you, he was seen some in top lane in solo queue and stuff, but um, it, you know, they quickly nerfed that down because it made jungle cane way too oppressive, because he's his kit is too good, it plays too well in the jungle for what he's doing, and he's kind of a liability elsewhere. So, mm. yeah, he doesn't, I mean, you can play him in other roles, like you can play Pike in mid lane right now. Uh, he's getting nerfed next patch or something. So, you, you can <laughs> do that. It's just, it's sub-optimal. Right. Yeah, I got you. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really know these things. Well, Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, before we kind of wrap up, where can where can people find you, and uh, who might be interested in your podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. First off, thanks for having me on. This was actually a lot of fun. Um, not that I expected it not to be a lot of fun. I was just <laughs> reaffirming that I had fun. What a surprise! <laughs> uh, yeah. But so uh, people can find. Uh, our podcast, the Trinity Force podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. So uh, before I joined, I listened on Spotify, but you can find them anywhere. Um, so that's where you can find us. And, uh, you know, we also have a Discord and we have a website. So uh, I think the website is trinityforcenetwork.com. But if you just Google Trinity Force Network, you will find the website where we have uh, we post our episodes as well as we have a couple of uh, sister podcasts that also post on there. They're part of the network as well. And on there, there's links to the Discord. There's links to our other social medias. We have you know a Twitter and a subreddit. And uh, but the Discord is pretty active. There we have community game nights every Tuesday starting at 7:15 Eastern Standard Time, and that. Uh, they usually go for anywhere between like two to four or five hours, depending on who's getting on and time zones and stuff like that. And uh, they're streamed on our Twitch channel. Usually I'm streaming them. And yeah, people hop in and we play some normals, but also if we have enough people, we play in, you know, we play customs and custom ARAMs and stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great time. Um, we host tournaments, as I said, like once every three or four months. So those get announced in our discord as well it all kind of operates around the discord but who would be interested in well everyone should be interested but if you choose not to be interested that's fine <laughs> but i will say uh yeah if you're interested in getting a, a uh instead of you know a 10 minute youtube um patch rundown from you know a site like mobilitics or pro guides or something if you want a longer form discussion with 
people who play uh, different roles of and different characters analyzing what they expect and what they think of these changes. That's that's something that we do because we go over every patch and we go through them holistically as well and cover even some of the bug fixes and quality of life changes which get skipped over by most other most other uh, media content creators that cover them. But then we also have on non-patch weeks and non-patch uh, episodes, all sorts of stuff. We do listener questions. We do um, different uh, analysis topics. We'll have on different interesting guests. And um, every hundredth episode is a special quiz episode that we do. So uh, give it another... Um, a little under a year, and we'll be at that again. <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, not to toot our own horn, but there's a reason that this is the longest-running league podcast. It's that we have a good model, and the community, and there's a, a large, active community. So um, please hop in, nice. and uh, you know, please hop in and listen, and be a part of the community. You're, it's a very welcoming and uh, very welcoming and fun and active place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Highly Great. recommend it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we go, I want to do a quick shout out to our Madarda tier patrons. <laughs> We've got uh, Jeremy Rich, King of Hearts, and Mylect. Thank you so much for your patronage. It means the world to us, and you are all amazing. Yeah. Um, John has another parody video on our YouTube. <laughs> I always, every week I say we post these on YouTube, but like really you should go to the YouTube because John has been writing parody songs Mm -hmm. and now there's three. I did actually just make a playlist for them on our YouTube, so that exists now too. Oh, nice. Exciting. To make it easier for people to find. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that was, that was Kane. (laughs) We did it. Thank you for listening. Uh, We're on Twitter at Loreheads and we also have a Discord. It's linked in the description of this episode. And please be sure to join us next week because we're talking about John's most favorite ah. champion. He's very excited. The heart of the Tempest, Kenan. 